Hello and welcome to the newest edition of StarCast from Planet Waves. Today is Saturday, September 11th, 2021. My name is Eric Francis Coppolino, here with an astrology update for the next couple of days. As of September the 10th, that was a Friday, the moon was in the water sign Scorpio, where it will be uh, for a few more weeks. Venus changing signs is one of those noticeable things, and who knows what you may have noticed with Venus making the migration from Libra into the somewhat saucier sign Scorpio. The moon is also in Scorpio uh, as of this reading at about 22 degrees of Scorpio. And with, uh, with the moon in the late degrees of any sign, it is going to make a lot of aspects to many other things currently in the, uh, in the sky in the late degrees of a sign. So it could be a very busy Friday. Excuse me. It's not Friday anymore. It's Saturday. It could be a very busy Saturday afternoon. Uh, check this out. Uh, the moon will be making, and night, the moon, well, the moon in the next, how many hours? At nine degrees? 18 hours. We'll be making aspects to Vesta in Libra, Mars in Virgo, Eris in Aries, currently making a trine to uh, Neptune in Pisces. It will be making a square to Jupiter in Aquarius and a sextile to Pluto in Capricorn, all in the next 18 hours. So when the moon makes a lot of aspects, I call that a busy moon, and the moon is making a lot of aspects. Again, the planets the moon will contact over the next 18 hours from this recording on Saturday afternoon are Vesta, Pluto, Jupiter, currently Mercury, Eris, and Mars. So uh, hang loose, have fun, let things change, let things uh, bump and grind and slide around and enjoy that scorpionic energy, that deep energy of um, only the truth is erotic. Okay, for Sunday the 12th, uh, the moon enters Sagittarius at 4.34 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. By the way, all uh, times in this podcast are in Eastern Time, because I can't give all 24 time zones. Okay, so the moon uh, enters Sagittarius, a mutable sign. It uh, will be crossing its own south node, heading into south declination, and will make a bunch of uh, more uh, of the harmonious type of uh, aspects, including a sextile to Saturn. It's working up to that. It'll be working up to a trine to Chiron, uh, and uh, and and that's it uh, for the moment. Now I I um let's let's end with Mercury retrograde because um I meant to open with Mercury retrograde and I'll open Monday's edition with a a, a repeat of the discussion of Mercury retrograde that I'm going to give uh, at the end of, um, of of this edition. We'll keep things somewhat uh, coherent here. Uh, so looking looking at uh, Sunday's astrology. Uh, apart from the moon changing signs very early in the morning. And uh, that Sag moon is a bit more upbeat than the Scorpio moon. And it's kind of a a good uh, Saturday night into Sunday morning kind of thing that all all the things you did on Saturday night will kind of be erased and the slate will be wiped clean for the moon's new journey through more optimistic and spiritually oriented Sagittarius, which uh, has its own 
uh, brand of naughty. Um, the moon is uh, not especially busy on Sunday, so it could be um, an actual Sunday uh, with uh, things being a little more chill. Uh, but as we go through Sunday night and into Monday, uh, that is when, in particular, uh, the moon picks up uh, a series of, uh, of aspects it's heading for, uh, mainly to planets in Pisces. Uh, so the, the thing I think that uh, you might want to keep an eye on as the moon moves through Sagittarius is Nessus in Pisces. Now, as I use these uh, minor planets uh, week after week, and you'll, you'll start to get the hang of them, Nessus is the Chiron-like planet that is more of the bad boy uh, that is more associated with the consequences of things and the cycle of karma and things coming back. Things started long ago uh, coming back. Things you might not have recognized that you spawned coming back to you. So late in the day on Sunday and into Monday, pay attention uh, for that uh, sensation of, uh, of, of like the effects of things in the past manifesting in the present. Uh, as for Monday, uh, at 4.39 p.m., it looks like on Monday we are at the first quarter moon, right? First quarter moon heading toward uh, full phase. So that's uh, often a refreshing turning point. Uh, this is at 4.39 p.m., Monday the 13th, Friday the 13th, falling on a Monday this month. Uh, and the moon is back in the late degrees of a sign. And so uh, the, the later part of the day, Monday, and into Monday night are going to be another one of these very busy moon type of times. Again, with the moon uh, forming last quarter to the sun, and then uh, just before that, aspecting Mercury, then the last quarter, and then the moon will be aspecting Pluto and Vesta and Jupiter and um Neptune, hold on for a comment about that. The last quarter moon, that is to say the moon in Virgo being squared, excuse me, the sun in Virgo being squared by the moon in Sagittarius, right? That's, that's the last quarter moon. Sag moon and sun Virgo uh, is in an exact aspect to Neptune. So, a lot of things happen in astrology, and the question is, when do you say, oh, that stands out? Well, things start to stand out when you get three planets into the act at the exact same time. In the case of the Sun and the Moon luminaries, and then the planet Neptune, the last quarter moon at 4.39 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Monday is in an exact aspect to Neptune. That is cautionary. Uh, that is suggesting that uh, from the time the moon enters Sag on Sunday, clear through Monday night, take everything with a grain of salt. Uh, this is not the time to just simply believe things. This is the time to verify, verify, and verify again. And even if you verified something three times, you don't need to accept it as true unless you absolutely have to accept it as true. And I would suggest then only after multiple verification from different sources, knowing that you've got different viewpoints and, uh, and, and access to different data. If there is no rush, 
I suggest waiting on making any important decisions until Tuesday, particularly uh, after the uh, the moon enters Capricorn at 7.34 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Tuesday. Again, the entry of the moon into Capricorn. That ought to be clarifying of uh, whatever it is that you were wondering about, uh, whether it was true uh, overnight Sunday and into Monday. Let's talk briefly about Mercury retrograde. Um, Mercury uh, retrograde really means when Mercury passes between the sun and the earth. Uh, this happens three times a year. Mercury's got an 84-day orbit. That's that's about a four-month orbit. One, three, two, three, two, sixty-three month orbit. So with uh, uh, that, that means um, that that mean that means that every three months, approximately, we have a Mercury. Well, it's actually every four months. Uh, we have a Mercury retrograde. Uh, and the process, the total process of Mercury retrograde lasts about two months. Now, Mercury is only retrograde, actually retrograde, for about 24 days. But we have a little trim before the retrograde and after the retrograde, popularly known in uh, the kind of astro scene as Mercury shadow phase. So the opening shadow phase of Mercury retrograde is when Mercury is in the degrees where it will later be retrograde, but it's not moving in retrograde motion. Then there's the retrograde. Then the closing shadow phase is when Mercury is moving through the degrees where it was just retrograde out past those degrees in direct motion. And the thing with the sh- and it's over when Mercury reaches the degree where it went retrograde initially. So the thing here is that we, we know that Mercury retrograde can have some strange effects on things. And it's, uh, in, it's my point of view, and I'll, I'll post an article about this shortly, that most of what happens with Mercury retrograde is in our minds, but our minds are important magnetic devices. Mercury is a huge magnet. There is no question that it has some influence on devices when it is near us, Moving between the sun and the earth means it is near us, right? It's coming by. That's any retrograde planet is closer to the earth than when the planet is direct. So the question with Mercury retrograde is, okay, it's magnetic. It can affect devices. But then why do you, why does your, back in the days of a paycheck, why does the envelope get stuck inside of a magazine and you don't find it till you're recycling the magazine six months later? So, it's one thing to explain like an electronic problem in a car engine, but that doesn't really explain a mechanical problem in a car engine. And it doesn't explain things going wrong with paper. But the one thing that all of those things have in common is that we are perceiving them. And so I think that in many ways, Mercury retrograde is a way of perceiving things. I'm always studying my life during the times when Mercury is not retrograde for the kinds of things that might happen when it was retrograde, and then I might say, oh, that's because Mercury's retrograde. So I want to be more balanced and objective about this. However, I did notice having some uh, unusual computer problems, weird little code-level problems manifesting uh, the past few days and working to solve them. And I think that with the whole Mercury retrograde phenomenon, the most important thing you can do is maintain 
your presence of mind. So let's run through these dates again. Mercury entered the shadow phase on September uh, September 6th. Um, it will station retrograde on September 27th. It will be retrograde uh, until October 18th. When And then it will be in the second shadow phase till 11 so the total Mercury retrograde process from the beginning of the first shadow phase to the end of the second shadow phase goes from September 6th to November the 2nd, almost two months minus four days. So two months minus four days. Um, around the 27th of September and the 18th of October, uh, th- those are the days where Mercury appears to change direction. Th- those the days surrounding the actual stations direct and retrograde are called by some astrologers Mercury Storm. Very simply, Mercury Storm means the days near when Mercury stations either direct or retrograde. That is when it is said to be stormy and when the effects and influences of Mercury retrograde are felt the most prominently. I've been following this Mercury retrograde thing since the late 1980s, and after all this time, I am not sure how I feel about it, but I am still cautious. I still avoid making major purchases during um, during and near Mercury retrograde. And by the way, I have tested this dozens of times, buying things, important things, really taking risks sometimes in the thousands of dollars uh, to test the effect, to see what this really is about. Is this really true? Because, you know, you're not supposed to buy things during Mercury retrograde and not supposed to sign things during Mercury retrograde. And uh, as I say, I've tested this thing many, many dozens of times. And even after all these years, I'm still not sure how I feel, but I am still cautious. So uh, don't do what you don't need to do. Uh, Mercury retrograde is a good time to just take time off from spending money. There should be little vacations from spending money on things uh, that you don't really need. And most things that you do really need, you can do without for a while. Please don't miss my uh, coverage of 9-11 Astrology at planetwaves.fm. Brand new program. It's had almost a thousand views. That's quite a few views for one of my podcasts. And uh, I am intending to be back Monday evening with another edition of StarCast. Signing off from Kingston, New York at 2.40 on Saturday afternoon. This is Eric Francis Coppolino. Thanks for listening. Stay in touch. And hello, Jelko, listening. This is your fabulous music. Bye for now.